Put on something fucking one of your fucking something fucking nuts. Fucking <laughs> uh, futs. It was a quick way to just get right at your soul, and it seemed it seems like it worked. Yeah, I was. I'm trying to tell you a thing, and you're just like, "Oh, my recording." Uh. <laughs> oh. So you're not gonna answer my hypothetical question then? Of which am I nucking futs? No, I said, do you want to hear something, Nuck and Fudge? Oh, I didn't hear the, do you want to hear oh. something? Yeah, I do. Of course I do. Guess what came in the mail recently for me? Brendan Urie. Well, not just for me. I mean, I, no, but that would be it. I don't know. I don't know if I'd hit him or hug him if I saw him. <laughs> if he came to my house, it's like, hi, Sam, I'm here for you. would be like, you son of a bitch. Um, no, the... Um, my uh my paperwork for our uh, or the paperwork for our marriage license just showed up hell yes it's happening I'm oh married. it's happening that's terrifying that's fucking i know it's terrifying but it's awesome it's awesome i and maybe if i don't um well, let me pull it up maybe if i don't fuck up the dates severely like i did the last like three episodes that's what we're for. specifically because if we're recording this on this day and it's coming out on this day we're getting married in like less than a month uh as of right now jesus yeah i know it's wild as we're recording this it's like a month and a half but when you're when in theory listening to this it'll be less than a month i just i don't know how i fucked up the date so bad on like the anniversary pretty odd and the end of panic at the disco and all that other stuff it was just a real bad time that's all right i for for my brain i am not holding it against you at all (laughs) I feel like it would be the worst thing I could do. Yeah, because it would come back on you like quite severely, I think. It will. It will on this episode. Oh, yeah. Like almost immediately. That's how karma works. That's how your karma comes to this. Fucking chameleon. <laughs> Fucking chameleonaire. Hey, we can have another rapper on the podcast now. <laughs> It's not just for Petey Pablo anymore. No, Mr. (laughs) Collie Park. Friends, thank you for joining us on uh, Adam and Sam at the Disco. It's a podcast about Panic at the Disco. Come on in, take a seat, spin around, stop on your right foot. Don't forget it. And uh, don't forget to close the goddamn door. I'm Sam. I'm Adam. And uh, we're doing a twofer today. We talked about it. It was like fucking pulling teeth out of you to figure out what the fuck we were going to do this week. Um, but we're doing two songs this week because Folkin' Around is a really short song. And so we're going to talk around. Folkin' Around. You were Folkin' Around last week. When I was trying around. to get you to answer me, answer me straight. So uh, we're starting with Behind the Sea and then we're going to talk about Folkin' Around this episode. We're doing two uh, songs. And as I've established, I'm not going to, I normally play like the chorus or like a part of the song in the beginning when we introduce the song. But because it's two songs, I'm not going to do that. And we're just going to introduce them as they come so <laughs> come <laughs> fucking come all over it fucking come let me crack my can 
Ooh. Get ready to stand. It's panic time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I shouldn't have laughed at that. That was too bad. It was really good, actually. Uh, <laughs> we do have some Panic at the Disco stuff to talk yeah, about, like you mentioned before the before the credits, the opening thing. Um, yeah, lots happened. Well, I don't know that a lot's happened, but um, I would like to mention before we talk about anything serious. Um, you can no longer buy Panic at the Disco tickets for any price. No, the the, the, the box is gone from Genius. They have. It's officially over. We'll that find that a, bit is is done. We'll find another one soon enough. Yeah. Just you sure. wait. Just you wait. Just you wait. He'll be back. He'll be back. He'll come crawling back. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I have, that's, what's, who's who's to say? Who knows? You know? Who knows? I actually, and I know that you uh, felt this too, because um, this is the first time we've recorded since the end. Yes. yes. Um, and I know we, um, we've, we like mess around and joke around and make fun of Brendan and all this other stuff like that. Seeing the last posts and the, like the, the changes in like the cover photos and all that other stuff. Yeah. Um, weirdly emotional, not even, I don't even think it's weird. Like emotional. It's, it's, emotional. it's, it's, it's a little emotional. Seeing. Yeah, I feel um, like with this, we definitely have an extra tie that we wouldn't have had before. <laughs> so, yeah, so I think so too. Even like stranger. Yeah, like sitting here and like dissecting. It's just wild to me. Like we started this and like this all happened in real time for us. We were just like, let's just do this dumb thing that we that we thought of randomly one day. And then suddenly we're doing a very specific podcast right when like the, light the drama goes out. is happening. Yeah, literally. Yeah, he let the light go out. That's yeah. the thing. He said, um, don't do that. He said, don't. And he did. And so that's what we're kind of contending with here. Um, but yeah, it's very weird. It's weird that, cause again, no matter how much like I, I, we make fun and we like lament the kind of the shift in like focus and whatever the fuck, it's still one of my favorite bands of all time. Can I get the disco? Yeah. Um, like I have, the, I have that shit. I have that shit tattooed on my arm. Like, it's not like, like, it's a real, it's real. Like it's real and it's sad. And right. it was very sad to like actually see the end happen. Um, like we're yeah. in our thirties. You, we're not going to find another band like this at this point. At this point. No, I don't think so. Because like it, cause the thing I have a lot of like really great bands that I, that I truly love. Um, a lot of like, a lot of bands that I would consider like top tier bands, but like, I think there's something about latching on to a band in like formative years yeah, and then carrying that band with you. And I'm sure a lot of people feel similarly. Right. Um, um, with like, not just panic of the disco, but like other just bands in general that they like grew up with. And that's why they're still favorites to this day. And so, yeah, I think, I think just the way that, um, the way that, shit shakes out with brains and how fucking the psyche goes. You're always going to find music that fucking like tickles the right part of your brain and like makes you feel good and happy. You're going to love, but like, I don't know. There's never going to be another like favorite band like this. No, there's, I don't feel like there's anybody else that's going to come through and fit a number of niches and musical holes. 
Yeah, I think so too. And like, and and like to grow with like, and I mentioned this too in like some of our summary episodes. I think I talked about it in the pretty odd summary, but I definitely talked about it in like the first, like our first episode where we kind of talked about panic as a whole. Um, it's interesting that I like picked up on panic when that first album came out and it was like, it was like completely angsty, like the right mood for the right time in my life. And then like the, the sound and like the general vibes kept like maturing and evolving for a pretty long time. Yeah. As I did. Right. Like I said, I think pretty odd came out at a time, like fever came out at a time when I needed it. Pretty odd came out at a time when I needed it. Vices came out at a time when I needed it. Like it, it, it's interesting. It's interesting. And it's just like, I don't know that I've ever had a band that, that I, I've, done that with like i know a lot of people have like the beatles who like again they evolved in very similar ways but like i didn't grow up with the beatles you know no i mean people of our generation that are likely you know fans of panic of the disco yeah we have the beatles but we like you said we weren't of that time we are of this time right and And i am a fan of the beatles you know what i mean but like um i don't know not in the same way no it's like i you know i like rush i like the weekend you know but Mm mm-hmm neither of them are going to speak to me on this kind of level, like, like to a fucking soul level. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's very, it's very like, it's strange. It's strange to like, know that like, you know, and again, like maybe sometime in the future, he'll come back and he'll do more music, whether it be as panic or as himself, maybe he'll change his mind. I don't know. Yeah. That's hard to predict, but like, as of right now, no more Panic of the Disco is coming. And that's a very strange and foreign feeling. So do we, it's going to, it's, it's, it's weird. Yeah. Do we read the the statement? Uh, yeah. Do you have it pulled up? Or yeah. I'll, I'll read the statement and then we can just okay. like go on and discuss the, uh, the cover photo that you mentioned that keeps changing for some reason. <laughs> okay. So this, I think this was posted on their Instagram story. So I don't even know if you can find it probably unless you go through their highlights, which sounds oh, like a task right now. So thank you. You read it. And that's the only time I'm going to say, thank you. Read it. Weirdos. All right. I'm overcome with gratitude. I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for the last 18 years. It's truly been an experience that I'll always be grateful for. So if you've been with us for 18 years, thank you very much. And if you've just joined us, welcome and farewell. Either way, I love you very much, and I just can't stay. I just can't say thank you enough. Let's live every day like it's our last, baby. Which I'm sure was really supposed to be in the Brendan Urie voice. And baby, <laughs> excellent. Um, and then the like all of the social media stuff keeps changing, but like the the thing that I'm talking about is that um, and you shared this with me too, but. Um, their Facebook page has um, it's a picture of Brendan holding up like the I love you hand gesture, the sign language gesture to the crowd of like people with their phones lights on and it has panic at the disco with the, um, the um, what's that one album with that font? The one before vengeance Uh, to no pray for the wicked, pray for the wicked. Yeah. With the pray for the wicked font. Yeah. Um, so yeah, which is a choice. It is a choice. I kind of like it though. I always like that. Like, I don't know. I like that. I, I like the cover of Pray for the Wicked. That's a good cover. Uh, well, you can finally officially say shut up and go to bed. 
can. And I wonder if I wonder if that was like, yeah, I wonder if that was like his whole like shut up and go to bed was like his whole like he knew this was happening. You would Uh, think you would think like that was intentional. Like he knew this was his last album. Well, and I can't find. I'm pretty sure it was like one of the last things I liked intentionally. Like the photo, the symbol that has now changed from like the eye, the sun, and the moon. Have you seen this? No. It's like now. I think they've changed it back and forth a couple of times in the last few few days because it is now or was. At one point in the last five days, an eye, a star, and like a waning moon. Don't come at me. Could be waxing. I don't give a fuck. Like waxing gibbous. Yeah. Fucking wax these nuts. So it's one of those. And then I think they've changed it back in the days since. So for a hot minute, they were doing something. Fuck them. It's done. (laughs) Fuck those guys. We're out of here. It's done. Fuck them. Podcast over. We no longer have to fucking play nice. No playing nice. Brennan's not going to come after us. He has a baby. Yeah, he's got he's too busy with his baby, who we should have uh, been able to name, by the way. I do want to talk about this up top. So I wanted to bring up a couple things is that um, so before we get into the song, Number one, and I think I don't know if we bring this up nearly as much as we should, but the show notes in the description, if there's if we talk about something or like something specific, I will do my best to include that in the notes of the of the show notes. So like you can if you're looking on your podcast platform, it'll links will be in like the description of the, the podcast. Um, and that includes like occasionally if we like look at pictures that we're talking about, like I will put the pictures on Imgur and yeah. share a link. Um, to that picture in the show notes. So if we talk about something, generally speaking, it should be in the show notes. Um, so check the show notes to yeah. see stuff that we talk about. Just check the and show notes. Feel, just check the show notes. Just don't feel left out. They are generally well, like well-written. And if if you think the cold open is not an indicator of what's going to come in the episode, show notes are. Like, fuck me. <laughs> the show notes <laughs> definitely are. Yeah, that's usually what they're for. Um <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is that when we have talked about this, um, we if you're using Spotify, you can answer questions that we present to you on the podcast um, about the podcast. So I wanted to bring some of those up really quick. We, we <laughs> the first time the first time we've ever done custom questions was on our Northern Downpour episode. Um, so I wanted to read a couple of those. We have uh, we have two questions. One of them is an ongoing question that we're going to ask every episode and. The other one is a custom question that may not be every episode, but the custom question was, should Adam and Sam have been allowed to name Brendan and Sarah's baby? Um, and so far we've got three votes. The The responses were yes and yes, but with enthusiasm. And so far, yes, but with enthusiasm is leading with three votes. So we've got hundred uh, percent nice. saturation on um, yes, with enthusiasm on that one, which is great. The question that is going to, um, that is going to, uh, sustain every episode from now on or from Northern Downpour on is uh, who was dumber on this episode, Adam or Sam. And um, I generally expect this answer to be Adam most, most weeks, but we do have two responses on this one. The first one is from um, uh, Adam's Homer of a wife 
Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean Homer as in like hometown, rooting for the hometown, not like Homer Simpson. I just wanted to clarify that. Don't. Um, <laughs> uh, Carrie says, I'm going to have to say Sam. Boo. For the sole fact that you let Adam go on a tangent and we all know how that ends. Okay, fair. I'll allow it. Um, and the, <laughs> Yeah. And then we've yeah. got. Yeah. Let's, let's yeah. go ahead and I'm going to fight you. Whoever you are. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say your name because I would assume that this is maybe your actual name and I would feel bad. Well, it's published. So I think people can see this. They can see the user. They can only see it if we pin it, which I think we did. So you know what? You're on there now. Aaron W. Hewell or Aaron Hewell. Aaron with I like Aaron Hewell. That's probably not what it is, but I like Aaron Hewell better than what he said who made um, was- sure they said consistently adam with a, yeah. a grinding teeth face the mm-hmm. grimace face and you don't seem to know who this person is and i don't seem to know who this person is which is typical of our listeners i've discovered as people we know yeah uh so i love the fact and aaron if you if we do know you let us know but I love, I, I prefer the idea that this person just happened to stumble onto our podcast Say, and fuck you, Adam. is immediately dunking on Adam, yeah. which is just, which is like, which is my favorite pastime. And I'm glad it's becoming your favorite pastime if you're listening to this. So, you know, what, Aaron, our, see you next Tuesday. Yeah. <sighs> oh, that's mean. I just, my brain, my, I like my brain shut down and then I had to reboot and then I process it. And I was like, oh, that's mean. Well, but also our, our episodes do come out on Tuesdays. That's true. So they'll get one to respond to after this. Probably be this one. This, probably be this one. If you call um, me stupid, I will find you. And? And? That's it. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. Should we talk about Panic at the Disco? Yeah, but like specifically, specifically a song or two. Yeah, yeah, a song All or right. two. Uh, so let's start with track number eleven, um, "Behind the Sea." And I'm not going to play a snippet. We're just going to dive in, and I'll play the clips as we go. Um, but we're going to talk about "Behind the Sea," which um, this is the first song on um, on the album where Ryan, like, he starts the song and he is consistently in the song the whole time. Yeah, which is. Which is great. It's like the first time you really get to hear them like work together. Well, genius makes sure that you know it because I don't feel like very many of these songs did they start out first one. Here's Brendan Urie. Well, no, because Brendan Urie is usually the lead singer. They don't do that with like, like they do that with featured artists and they do that with, they don't do it with lead singers. So if it's like a singer and like people are backing, they don't usually specify, but because this is specifically two people singing distinct verses together, and separately, they have to kind of like give the um, the distinction. Sure. Um, di- okay, we've got some stuff to read. This is fucking hilarious uh, to me. And I do not know if this is actually real or not, but I'm going to read it as if it is. Behind the Sea, originally titled Sushi in a Tuxedo in the Clams Casino. Yeah. Huh? huh? Um, is the 11th track on... We got hair in my mouth. Panic at the Disco's second studio album, Pretty Odd, and has a nautical theme with abundance of vivid imagery. I'm not going to read this last sentence because I do not want to be uh, swayed. Uh, the title seems to be a reference to the prologue of Frederick Nietzsche's Thus Spoke 
Zarathustra, in which Nietzsche writes, therefore I must ascend into the deep as though, as thou dost in the evening, doest in the evening, I'm sorry, when thou goest behind the sea and givest light also to the netherworld, thou exuberant star. Um, and then this is also, I, I've listened to this. There's a, um, a stripped, um, uh, down instrumental or not instrumental, like a stripped down, like instrumentation version of behind the sea that is, uh, sung by Ryan completely. There's no blending on that version. It's also, it's on the deluxe edition of uh, pretty odd, I believe. That sounds lovely. <gasps> um, gen- yeah. Genuinely sounds lovely. Is, uh, yeah. Harry Styles, a panic at the disco fan i could not tell you you got sushi in a tuxedo in the clams casino and then harry styles has a song called music for a sushi restaurant oh they they sound nothing he's he's still sitting there waiting it really doesn't it did when i first read it but then i had to commit to the bit well i mean the song the songs sound oh hell no (laughs) definitely um I don't know where this is sourced, but I think this is probably like a source from like why, like Ryan Ross said this in an interview with VH1, which I imagine is somebody asking him like, Hey, did you, why did you sing in this song? Um, and he says, that was really cool. I walked in one day and these guys were talking about the song and they said, why don't you try to sing this? I sang it because it was me and John's song. So I knew the song. Well, we did it and everyone thought it was cool. It's still one of the coolest songs on the album. Oh, okay. He, he really likes this album. He does really like this album. I mean, I would like this. I mean, I like this album too. Yeah. It's a good album. In agreement um, with George Ross the third. George Ryan Ross the third. Um, so um should we listen to verse one? Yeah, play a little bit. Behind the scene? Play a little bit. A little, 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 little. And again, very vivid, very flowery, lots of, again, vivid imagery, like that that little summary said. Um, I like this first line where he's talking about like the daydreams spilling. Like it's like that the line like spills from my corked head and breaks free of my wooden neck, like strikes me as somebody who doesn't contribute their thoughts a lot or tries to keep to themselves a lot. But like this, this these thoughts are trapped, but this like daydream is so powerful that it needs to break free. And it does. Yeah. And then it still sticks with like their, their wine theme from the previous, you know? Yeah. Like court stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you, okay. We'll talk about the middle section in a second, but as I'm going through, do you know what the fuck candled means? Floating flocks of candled swans. No. Like, is that an actual, like, because ter- the line is, so, because the line is floating flocks of candled swans slowly drift across, across wax ponds. And so candled and wax seem to go together, but I don't know if being can like a, like something, hold on, let me look it up. 
Past tense. Candled. <laughs> of a um, poultry breeder. <laughs> test an egg for freshness or fertility by holding it to the light. Egg oh, was candled. So that's an, it was fertile. Oh, oh. That's interesting. Floating flocks of fertile swans. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't like that. I don't this like is that. kind of weird. This is after yeah. Kelty, apparently. Apparently. Um, I, but yeah, I, so... I do like yeah. how this is seemingly just an exercise in songwriting with flourish. Yeah. Like this, this is not, this is not a song song. This is not a, this is not a song meant for radio, basically. No. Like this literally. Well, cause that's the thing. Um, it's very slow. Like it's a slow, like, like, and I, and I mean that in a positive way. Like, I don't mind that it's a slow song. Like, it's just very, like, mellow. It's very chill. Like, it's right. not a, it's not a, I wouldn't call it a radio play song because it's like, I don't know. It doesn't have the energy of some of the other songs. But again, like, I don't mean that. I don't mean to say that in a way that's, like, derogatory. I think that that is, I think it's a great song. Um, but yeah, it's just very, like, chill, you know? Yeah. Even the chorus, like, when it, when it picks up and even the end, like, well, We'll talk about the end too, but like, just like all through it, even like the most exciting parts of the song are still kind of chill by comparison, right? Right. Yeah, there. It's not the. Uh, it's not a call to action song like we've had in the past by any means. Hmm. Yeah. So it's very strange. But yeah, he's just he's just using these like because because Ryan's using he's using these like very vivid like, um, like flowery words because like he's talking about how like the the dream has like broken free of my brain and it's just like it's drifting over the water and traveling where it needs to go and like it's just like floating around for the cod to bite at and 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 the swans are drifting across the pond slowly and everything's mellow and chill and like this idea is going to travel slowly and it's going to get where it gets slowly and that's fine right it is, I think, breaks free of my wooden neck is interesting because I'm not, what is the wooden neck here? Because if you would think of what you normally, what you normally cork, it's a glass bottle mm-hmm. with a glass neck. Mm-hmm. And if the cork is spilling free, you're not breaking free of that wooden neck because it's cork. So mm-hmm. what is the wooden neck? I don't know. Again, it could just be imagery. It could be a reference to something. And, uh, yeah. I'm not entirely certain. I mean, he did build, they did build their house just like a Trojan horse. So maybe, maybe he's the house. <laughs> he is the house. And the house always wins. You know? Hey, the band's gone now. House sure shit did win. Band's gone now. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I think this, I think this like whole, this whole first verse is just meant to, indicate that like normally I have these thoughts and they're usually trapped and corked and secured in like these wooden, like my wooden neck, like just very trapped and secured. But then this daydream is just, it's out and it's chill. It's relaxed. It's soothing. It's traveling. It's, it's, I'm just like, like I'm letting, I'm letting my thoughts in my brain kind of flow in a way that is freer than I think I would normally allow it to. Right. I can dig it. Um, Shall we do the chorus now? The chorus. Or do you have more to say about the first verse? 
No, the first verse is just very lovely, but that that one really does. Apparently, wooden neck and candled swans are just <laughs> worth stopping and maybe <laughs> pondering what the fuck. I'm just giving it a little bit of hmm, things that make you go. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So let's listen to the chorus. The the chorus by Ryan Ross and Brendan Urie. Mm-hmm. Well, wait until we get to the pre-chorus. So they fucked up the pre-chorus. Yeah, okay. yeah, a little bit. We're listening to the chorus right now. I like the music picks up. It's like the, the cymbals come in and the drums come in. It's very like, I don't know. It's very, oh, excuse me. God, he's had a sneeze there. Sorry. Um, yeah, it's just like, it's just like, like, again, it gets more exciting. Yeah. I mean, the um, second you bring a tambourine into anything, you know, you're in for yeah. a good time. Yes. You can't have tambourines and be sad. <laughs> yeah. There's no way you like, like shake a tambourine. You got to smile. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I, uh, I think the imagery is strong in the first half and then, well, you know, they're still continuing to shed their religious skin to this day. Mm-hmm. So, and we're all too small to talk to God. I guess we're all too smart to talk uh-huh. to God. I think so. Well, cause it's like, it's like a change, it's like a change in like vibe, right? Well, let's talk about the marching, the marching part first, like the men all played along part. Um, it's just like I don't know. Well, so, and also we should mention here that now Ryan and Brendan have sung this chorus together. Yes. Um, which is which is nice. Like they sound Lovely. they sound they sound great together. They sing great together. I love how the chorus sounds. Um, uh, yeah, there's enough distinction in their voice and their tones to actually harmonize. Mm-hmm. It's great. Yeah. Um, and the idea of uh the idea of like these, this marching band here, like the, the men all played along to march. like they're playing, they're playing together. They're marching along. They're having fun. Like it's, it's kind of harmonious, um, which kind of ties into the idea that these, these, I, these thoughts and daydreams are drifting out of his head and very calmly proceeding. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and so now they're playing along. Like th- this is just where my head goes with it. They're playing along to these ideas and thoughts and songs and, having fun and matching up and marching along things like that. What do you see as behind the sea being? Um, that is, that is the question, right? Because so let me read that, um, Nietzsche quote again. Yeah. And try not to fuck it up. Like I did before. Well, it says, therefore must I descend into the deep as thou doest in the evening when thou goest behind the sea. And give us light also to the netherworld, thou exuberant star. So it seems to me like, like sunset, right? Like the sun is setting, the sun drops behind, quote, behind the sea when it sets, right? Like that's right. what it feels like to me. Exuberant star, the sun is setting behind the sea. Yeah. Um, so, um, so like maybe like it's nighttime now, the sun is set, we're having fun at night, like, or we've drifted, we've drifted like past the sea and like beyond the sun or wherever the fuck, like something like that, like some type of 
imagery or like they're having so much fun marching together and, and, and playing songs and playing together that like they just did it until the sun went down and didn't notice. Like, cause again, if you think about it here too, if you, if you think about it, like as how they wrote this album together, yep, like there it is. the men, the men all played along to marching drums and boy, did they have fun behind the scene. Like the band made this album, they had fun together. They bonded. They, 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 you know, they did the whole ego death thing with the drugs and they, they had fun making this, making this, uh, making this album together and they were in sync and they were in step and everything kind of worked and all, all because like Ryan let his ideas kind of spill out of his head and they could all kind of work together on them. Yeah, now you said though that they're in sync, but the last letters of each of their first names don't line up. <laughs> fucking God. <laughs> fucking God. Fucking. We can't keep doing this. <laughs> oh, we'll always bring them back. Dirty pop. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so now <laughs> then we get back to the, the, the talk to God part, which you said, like the shedding of the religion, like the, the, um, the, kind of imagery that they, they, they put forth. Um, it starts with small. We're too small. We're insignificant. God can't hear us. What's the point? Right. Then it evolves into, we're all too smart to talk to God, which is just like, like what's the point? You know, all this shit yeah, that's why, happening. Like, like, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What? Yeah. No, you were on the path. I mean, why are you going to, why are you going to spend your time? I about said waste, but I mean, you know, why are you going to spend your time talking to God? Who's not going to listen? Who? Yeah. Yeah. Like it feels disconnected. He's not going to listen. Like all these bad things happen regardless. So what's the point? Right. Like we're all too smart. We're going to let, we know we, we, we probably like almost in like a, like an ego way. Like we, we, we're yes. probably, we probably know better than God at this yeah. point. Like we know what's right. We know what's wrong. We're too smart to talk to him. We don't need to. Yeah. We're not going to spend our time praying. So this, I really, really like the chorus. The chorus is very good. It's just like, it's, it's, it's simple, but it's like, it's symbolic to me. Like it means there's a lot of symbolism just in these like short few lines. Right. So I like the chorus a lot. I think, um, I think this has one of the better choruses. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very, on this it's, album. It's very clever. It's a clever chorus. I like yeah. this chorus a lot. It's a good song. I love this song. It's a great song. Um, so what I'm going to do now, because the because verse two flows pretty pretty solidly into the pre-chorus. So let's play verse two and the pre-chorus right now. And this is what I this is what I um, what I mentioned. So the pre-chorus, we'll talk about verse two first, obviously. But the pre-chorus says, "Pre-chorus, Brendan Urie, Brendan Urie, and Ryan Ross," <laughs> <laughs> which is interesting. Um, so verse two, let's talk about verse two. 
Yeah. Um, this is like, this is like, verse two has, I think, probably the floweriest lyrics out of the whole song, I think. Um, uh, like, how do I want to, how do I want to describe this? How do you, how, you know, I'm going to let, let you go. I need to, I need a second to think about this. I need to ponder some more. So you tell me how you feel about these lines here. It still, it still seems, it's somewhere between egotistical and careless. You know, toast the fine folks, casting silver crumbs. Mm-hmm. So are they? You, you think that they're just poor men on a dock, coat like coasting by the high class? And sure. Well, I wonder if it's like um, like a parallel for like fans as it were like they're so they're behind the sea they're marching along they're playing the songs these people are casting like silver crumbs could be like money or something like that or giving them yeah monetary value from the docks while they're watching them do this um and they're kind of they're falling through the cracks in the boardwalk which and they they call them jinxed things yeah which could be like a, a metaphor about like like too much money leads to corruption or, or ego or, or something. Yeah. I like that. I like that track. So they're worried about like, cause if you think, if you follow the song down to this point, right, the song has so far been about these people, these men playing together and playing off of these daydreams that are drifting, like kind of like, like I wouldn't say carelessly, but well, maybe even carelessly, but just kind of drifting carelessly across the water and they're doing what they love and they're having fun with it. But now people are giving them attention and money for, for doing this when they're just supposed to be having fun. And that can play with your brain a little bit. Um, sure. Um, what the hell does the end of this mean? Bro, I don't fuck it. I was going to, I hope, I hope you knew scarecrow. Now it's time to hatch sprouting sons and ageless daughters yeah what the fuck i i wonder if the lyrics spell hold on i should no i can't do that because i packed all my shit up i can't look at the lyrics anymore um i was gonna look at the like liner, liner notes for behind the sea to see if like sons because on genius sons is spelled like like the sun not s-o-n-s but okay. i wonder if that was a, that was a mistake because because maybe it is i don't know well i'm gonna at least um, pull up the uh google lyrics and sometimes there's a fucking difference for whatever let's see yep nope same same way of sons which i guess a scarecrow would be in a field and a sprouting sun would then let those you know crops grow but mm-hmm. what the hell well scarecrow well let's well let's talk about what scarecrows are designed to do scarecrows are designed to protect crops from crows sure. and birds and creatures they're, they're, they're designed to look like humans to mimic humans to scare critters that would then consume or destroy crops away that's what a scarecrow is meant to do. Yeah. So the scarecrow is then what protecting the sprouting sons and ageless daughters. That's that I would, don't know. Uh, yeah, that would make the most sense in the context. But what the fuck is the context? <laughs> well, so here's the thing. Well, so here's well, that's what I'm saying is like that's the weirdest thing. Like I don't know, I don't know, because this so far has not like. 
Okay. Well, actually, you know what? Here's what I'm going to do. Because I'm, I just, I just, I just, we've got some words from fucking Brendan Urie for the next part, the pre-chorus, which is about the watermelon smiles, which is also fucking nonsense verse. Um, Brendan talked about this. Uh, Brendan Urie confesses on Kudamain the intended nonsense of the lyrics. He says, yeah, we were doing a lot of drugs. We had to be on mushrooms when we wrote that. That was absolutely a mushroom lyric. When you're high, when you're on mushrooms, you look at other people and you just look at yourself in the mirror, at least for me and all of us. Panic at the disco in brackets, he says. Uh, we were just, the smile looks half, like half a watermelon. It's like a slice. You're just, <laughs> and your eyes are the size of the moon. We were just like, whoo, chipping out. It was crazy. So that was a nonsense quote in and of itself. So now we know yeah. that that this that legitimately the watermelon smiles came from drugs. They were on drugs, they were smiling at each other and just like, hey, it looks like watermelon. Um, so none of that makes so that none of that makes sense. But then here, but <sighs> okay. The scarecrow line seems to have no connotation or connection to the rest of the song. You just kind of literally onto land. But then you move on to the pre-chorus where they're saying, don't you know, those watermelon smiles can't ripen underwater, which they're behind the sea. They're on the water. They're drifting across the water. Maybe like you, we can't do, we can't be happy. We can't do this. If we're underwater, we have to go onto the land, which is where the scarecrow comes from protecting our sprouting sons and ageless daughters, their ideas. Maybe. I don't know. That's, that's the, that's the generous read I can give for it, knowing that I know that they fucking we're just were doing high. Drugs. Yeah, we're just fucking high. This is one of the few times where it's like, because I know we talked about like we don't want to ruin the 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 feeling of it by attributing yeah. things to them being high. This time we have no choice; they right. were just high when they wrote this. Line. And so I, that was my like. Yeah, I can't yeah. disagree with that. <laughs> yeah. I can't That's disagree I, with the fact that these are definitely fucking high lyrics written while high. Yeah. Yeah, so the, the, that's my my that was my generous interpretation of the 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 plot, which I know is likely wrong because they were just high. Yeah. Um. So that's that on that. So you've got this song that legitimately feels like um, you know, metaphors and and comparisons and like flowery lyrics. Then you get to the end of the fucking the fucking verse two and pre-chorus. It's just like I don't know. I yeah. <laughs> I can't track I anymore. Know. I can't. This is all fucking voodoo to me man. yeah you sound like a seven-year-old trying to tell me a story yeah um yeah back to the chorus back to the chorus so i'm not gonna play the chorus again i might play it no because we're just gonna go into the bridge because the chorus happens um again they say you know matching legs marching clocks all too small all too smart and then we get to the bridge which i will the bridge and the outro which i will i will uh play now
And I fucking, I fucking love this. It's just them going legs of wood waves, waves of wooden legs yeah. over and over again. But like, I love how it starts out with like the, Ooh, there's a build then, like, up into the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. It's like there. So it, it feels like a, sh- like a shanty or they're like at a yes. fucking, like a, like a nautical bar and they're getting drunk and just chanting and singing and whooping. Yeah. That's almost what it feels like. Uh, so, like I'll, I'll, I'll look at the genius annotation on this one because somebody said, um, somebody said, uh, given the nautical theme of the song, this is likely referring to pirates. Real life pirates sometimes have to get their legs cut off at the event. Talking about peg legs. You know what peg legs are. Yeah. Um, um, waves is also plays on the nautical theme, comparing the frequency of peg legs to the abundance of water. So they're just like pirates on the sea, fucking drinking and carrying on and, and going crazy. Sure. <laughs> it's, it's a fun, like it's, it's the most fun part of the song. Of course. Yeah. And then at the end, I love, and again, like, so this, this album I think is, has a mastery of the anti-climax in a yes. good way, if that makes sense. Because like it starts off like, Oh, and then it's like the, da, 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 da. and then at the end, um, uh, it like, it goes like, Ooh, and then it like drifts off doo, 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 and it drifts off. And then Ryan's like so close at the end, which I don't know what that's about. Yeah. I'm not here to analyze him saying so close to the end, but like, it just kind of like drifts off and it's like, Oh, okay. Like a lot of the songs on this album end abruptly or in a way you don't expect. And I think, and, and it does it so well. Yeah. Well, almost my read on so close could be like as, as lovely as the rest of this song could be, like you were talking about that buildup and it's mm-hmm. not like, it's not a beautiful big band finish. It's just a clusterfuck of instruments <laughs> that's true yeah, which you could like really a, almost just be happening. like is his yeah is his sarcastic way of being like we were close guys but didn't quite nail it on this one like <laughs> didn't nail that beautiful <laughs> outro but sure did something that is a that is a good good read um i like that actually um but yeah so that's 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 basically the end of that song and it's a good song that's a good song um let me read the credits really quick. Um, they're not, they haven't changed so much. Um, uh, produced by Rob, written by Ryan, mixing, which again, a lot of these songs that say written by Ryan Ross leave out John Walker. We've yeah. read, we've read interviews where he talks about me and John wrote this song, which is very strange to me. I don't know. If, I don't think, does Wikipedia, I don't know if Wikipedia like leaves John out, but Genius certainly leaves John out of a lot of these songs. Um, mixing engineer, Peter Cobbin, keyboards, Ryan, Brennan, and Rob, drum, Spencer, bass, John, lead guitar, Ryan Ross, vocals, Brendan Urie and Ryan Ross, uh, rhythm guitar, Brendan Urie. Uh, let's see. This is the alternate version that we talked about with the Hunt There's not a lot of, uh, there's no interpolations or samples. So we'll skip that. Uh, the tags are rock, folk, pop, pop, rock, and Baroque pop as always. Adam, do you want to read some of these comments and I'll go on YouTube? Yeah, I sure will. Uh, just to confirm that Wikipedia does still only list Ross as the weird. Sure. Yeah, so weird. Okay. All right. Let's see. Uh, first one, very first one, seven years ago has a typo in the very first word. Stole okay. makes no sense, but good, good enough. Stole makes no sense. There's a. I want you to read the second one too. Yeah, I love. I fuck. All right. Let's see if I can find a way to do this. I love when lyrics. Lyrics? Make, make, the Shrek donkey. I love when lyrics make no sense. 
So if I sing them in public, I get weird looks. Why are you singing in fucking public anyways? Stop. Go to your fucking that. shower, buddy. This one's six years ago. I now reward Brendan Urie, best actor of the year, for acting like his album never happened. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Or for acting like he was a creative genius of Panic! at the Disco all along. <laughs> there's, um, there's a lovely one that says, A Daydream Spills from My Cocaine. Oh, my cocaine. My cocaine. If you say my cocaine like this, it sounds like you're my cocaine saying his own name, my cocaine. Why do we fold Master Bruce so we can get my cocaine? <laughs> oh, my God. I remember turning eight and receiving this amazing album as a gift because I fell in love with a fever you can't sweat out. And I ran into my room the day of my party just to listen to the album by myself. What the fuck? Just a lifelong fan, just since six years old. And then finally, finally, after a fever, you can't sweat out. She, they waited long enough for pretty odd at the ripe age of eight years old. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah, hate, that. hate that for us. Uh, my dad has known that I've liked Panic for a few months now. And today he texted me, I heard the song Under the Sea. It's good. And then he said he liked the lead vocalist. And I just want to scream, which one? Regardless, I'm glad he liked the song. Also, yes, he called it Under the Sea. It's actually funny. La, la, la. <laughs> um, do you have anything else funny on your end? Uh, I adore this song. I am also going to admit before my friend tries to bite me in the ass. I understand that was Kiss the Girl. I fucked up. Uh, okay. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I that, ador- was, that was a you, a you insert, yes. Yeah. I adore this song, and yet I am so disappointed to discover that the bridge outro isn't waves supporting waves. Waves supporting waves. Huh. So apparently, this person just thought they repeated waves supporting waves for waves supporting waves, waves supporting waves. <laughs> I, I, I will admit, this was another misheard one for a long time. I did not know what the fuck they were saying. Yeah, I like, I think I've got waves of wooden legs, but probably waves of wood. Waves I heard of, eggs. Like yeah. I've heard eggs before. Like I don't. I don't fucking know. I mean, the candled swans are up there, so maybe. So, good song. Good it's song. got it's got thirty one um, or thirty what else is a good song. Adam, what? Um, Academy Award winning song of the year, Natu Natu from the hit film RRR, which <laughs> RRR. everybody should watch. RRR, which every, RRR, uh, every, everybody should watch RRR. It's on, it's, 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 it's not in its original language on, on Netflix. It's in Hindi on Netflix and in, in some English. Um, it is, it is, it, if you can see it somehow in its original language with subtitles, if you don't understand that language, I, you should watch that movie. It's three hours and five minutes. I went in watching it, assuming I was going to split it in half because it's a very long movie. And then I wound up watching the whole thing and it flew by. Yeah. And I wanted more. There were like four points where that movie could have ended. And then when it did end, I was like, oh, is there not another one? I would like another one. Please. <laughs> so, so is it like, you know, the Batman was three hours long, but to me, I, like people in my family slept in the theater during the Batman, but to me, it felt like every forty-five minutes to an hour, like it sh- it shifted enough, or it pushed an on like an in the movie envelope enough to keep me interested. Does mm-hmm. this feel like that, or is it just like a three-hour pretty steady vibe? 
Because to me, like the Batman, you have the detective, you have Bruce, and you have Batman, and like it all kind of slides in and out of itself. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It just seemed it seemed to change itself enough over time that it, it held me interested. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, is, watch our. Is, well, that's not important. Watch our. Anyway. Well, yeah, no, but like, <laughs> so is RRR like just steady like a steady action movie or does it ever like change itself or oh it changes itself because it's just like it it's like it's it's like an it's almost like a three like a like a almost a four act play in a lot of ways like you get through yeah like the the open the title card happens 40 minutes into the movie oh jesus christ yeah you got like the that's no it's 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 great because they spend those 40 minutes introducing the two main characters it's incredible fucking great Awesome. Sure. And then it gets into like the segments. So you get like one segment showing this part, then this part, and then this part and then okay. it reveals more and more as you go. Like it's such a great it change it changes up what the focus is as it goes on. Anyway, gotcha. Watch yeah. this. It's such a fucking good movie. Watch that movie. Anyway, let's talk about Falcon Around. Falcon Around. <laughs> I am fucking around Don't here. Falcon. Don't you fuck with me. Cause I'll 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 go ape. <laughs> fuck oh my god um, uh, apparently the song originated so folking around is the 12th track uh, on pretty odd um, the song originated at Ryan Ross's home when the band was spending time together Brendan was just playing chords on the guitar and he began to sing a tune to match them so this is how it kind of got written and written and rhymed um, there's not a whole lot of other things to talk about um, oh there are uh, <laughs> uh, then guitarist Ryan Ross admitted to VH1 that he didn't understand the song at first. He said, I really liked that song from a lyrical standpoint. I didn't really get it, get it the first two times. Once I paid attention to the first line, the part that says, um, well, let me read this. Let's, let's play the first verse. Yeah. Really quick. And then we'll talk. We'll read this quote. So this first verse. Exaggerate a memory or two Where summers lasted longer than Longer than we do When nothing really mattered Except for me to be with you But in time we all forgot And we all grew Your melody sounds as sweet As the first time it was sung with a little bit more character for show And by the time your father's heard of all the wrong you've done Then I'm putting out the lantern, find your own way back home So back to the quote, Ryan says, I really like that song from a lyrical standpoint. I didn't really get it the first two times. Once I paid attention to the first line, the part that says, allow me to exaggerate a memory or two, after that, I was like, oh, all these lyrics are cliche on purpose. And then it totally made sense. He outsmarted me. So Ryan admitted that Brendan outsmarted him, which is hilarious. Or did he still probably just roll his eyes on the end and just said, okay, Brendan, you can have it. Kind of like he, kind of like he did with the last one. Okay, but here you go. Okay. I, <laughs> I see you wrote your little song. You can have it you on here. Song. You can put the song on the, on the, on the album there. But also, um, I really like how like, you read the first line, 
and then have to go back, like read the first line, read the whole song, and then go back to the first line. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck, I got it now. Yeah. Didn't get it in the first, you know, didn't get it the first time, didn't get it in the beginning, but came around. Yeah. And there's a, um, there's a slight backhand in uh, oh, all <laughs> these lyrics are cliche on purpose. Like, yeah, are they? Are they, though? Yeah. Are they? No. Yeah. So, but I do think it is there's like, so So I should clarify here. I like this song. It's it's yes. It sounds, it's very different from everything else in the album just because it's like it's more like again folking around it's 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 more folky it's like it's got like the like the kind of like the like the harmonica and like the bluegrass a little bit like it's just a little bit more it's just a little bit different um but like, it's but while still fitting in with the album i think right i think it, it like it doesn't feel out of place no it literally squeals itself to life yeah um but yeah i like um I like uh I like I like the song. But I do think it does make sense cuz it starts off like it's allow me to like he's exaggerating like his memory of this relationship, right? Like it's talking about like where summers lasted longer than we do. Like they break up before the summer's over. Like it's it's just it's yeah. just like this 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 like I don't know, like this, like ephemeral, like again, it feels like it's like a B side to Ryan's, like talk about these like ephemeral relationships in a way, but like he's talking about it in a little bit different way where it's just like, we had these flings and when we were, when we were in the middle of them, everything was us, but we grew up, you know? Right. I, I had an interesting can't say interesting that would be pretentious to say my own thought is interesting <laughs> i had a different thought like it never struck me as a romance falling apart but just mm-hmm. that just that summers lasted years like centuries or something like that yeah well i get well that's what i'm saying is like i i, I don't think i don't necessarily see it as like a, a romance falling apart but i see it as like like he's talking about like because the summer is like a summer it's you know it's three months just like every other season right but like he had it feels last. like, yeah, because, because how much they're spending together, how much everything like how about every, nothing else mattered except for them. Like, like, even though we were short, we were short lived. The summers, like our time together felt, felt because you're exaggerating, right? Our, our time together felt like an eternity. Yeah. And the summers lasted even longer than that. Like I, which, which is basically what you said, just more flowery. So I, I apologize for <laughs> for that but sure <laughs> and, um, i mean yeah it's it seems to be like that old like you said you know it's a summer loving kind of thing mm-hmm. but like this seems Happened very so fast too like i said earlier they had them a blast um it's just very high school romance it's very mm-hmm. it's it's not grown <laughs> adult love yeah yeah, yeah, you know, in a time we all forgot, we all grew. Like that's, yeah. I think that's a good signifier itself. Yeah, but I think the forgot part is the important part because we like we forgot and we grew. Like nothing was more important than you and me right. for a long time, and then you know time happened and we grew grew apart and we forgot each other and blah blah blah. Um, yeah. So then we move into the chorus. So I play the chorus. I already did it. It made more sense to the flow and I'll fucking do it again too. Sue me. Don't do that. 
you lose. I'll fight you in the streets. Fuck off. And with the chorus, I, it almost to me then feels like he is now seeing her again after about those like summer flings. You know what I mean? Like those yeah. summer romances, right? And he's just saying to her like, you remind me of just like when we first met, but more mature. Maybe you've grown. I've grown. Um, um, like you're, you're better than you were before. Like you're even better now. Right. And the, I do like, just to continue with the high school metaphor, I do like mm-hmm. by the time your father's heard, we'll put out a lantern, you find your own way home. Like yeah. you are driving yourself home. I'm not dealing with your daddy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, is that like, are we to take that at face value though? Like, it almost feels like he's chastising her, right? Because like there's all the, all this time has passed and he's talking about how like she's, you know, her melody, like you're as sweet as you were as the day I met you, but like you've got more character, but like all the stuff you've done in the meantime, like what if you, what if your dad heard about this? And he's like almost chastising her in a way. I could, yeah, I can maybe get behind that. Yeah. 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 And like telling her to like, like, Oh, Oh no, this is for the end of this end of the song. Okay, I'll come back. We'll come back to this. Um, um but like if we use that as like the way um as the way like as as the, like like look at all these things you've done in the meantime though. Like, I don't know, people will be disappointed in that. Find your own uh, putting out a lantern, find your own own way back home is like a way to say like and you gotta you gotta um you gotta figure out what you've done on your own. I can't help you. Right. Or something like that. Yeah. I can get behind that. Yeah. Um, verse two. Yes. I've forgotten how to sing before I've sung this song. I'll write it all across the wall before my job is done. And I'll even have the courtesy of admitting I was wrong. As the final words before I'm dead and gone You've never been so divine In accepting your defeat And I've never been more scared to be alone If love is not enough to put my enemies to sleep Then I'm putting out the lantern Find your own way back home There's something... Um. I don't know. Something just just speaks to me. Maybe it's the way that he sings. You know, if I'd forgotten how to sing before I'd sung this song, mm-hmm. it's a tongue twister in its own way. So it's a little bit, yeah. Um, I mean, it is like it ties back again. It ties back into the rest of it, where he's like, he's singing this song about her for her, and again, he's he's all these all this shit is exaggerated. We should remember that from the top. Right. But he's singing this song. The song is for her about her. So he's talking about like he's singing is like if I like if I like if I'd forgotten how to sing before I sung this song. I just write like, it all across the world. Right. Yeah. Like this song is about you. The song is for you. I want the world to know it. I want to sing it from the mountaintops. I want to I want to talk about it. I want to talk about you. Um, and if everything breaks, if everything goes bad. 
I'll even I'll even tell I'll even tell the world it was my fault because that's how much I I, I want to, you know, be with you. Right. So. And I'll even have the courtesy of admitting I was wrong as the final words before I'm dead and gone. Mm-hmm. Kind of reaches back like into your thought process of you know, chastising almost. And mm-hmm. then and then, you know, backpedaling and seeing who was maybe at fault or what the fault was. It's a lot mm-hmm. to say that you're wrong in some in some situations. Not that the color red is actually blue or something like that, but mm-hmm. in relationships, sometimes it's difficult to just admit who, who was wrong at what time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much so. Um, but again, he's offering this like courtesy about like being the one that does it because I, you know, I want to, you know, I'm, I, I, I want to, I want to make sure that people know that I, I'm, committed to you and that people know that like if anything else like i would i did i did wrong or i was wrong when when bad things happened or whatever right i do find it Um, interesting that the next chorus is labeled a chorus and not it's completely different yeah aside from the last line it is it is different yeah but this is so we'll let's play the well i mean let's play chorus number two i guess fuck off chorus number Um, two chorus take it to the chorus number two um, <laughs> um, so I guess this is like the breakup line, right? Like, yeah, she's, she's feeling, you know, she's trying to be strong about, you know, accepting her defeat and accepting the breakup. He is just like, man, I'm so scared of being alone. This is, this is this sucks. I'm not sure if I, um, I'm not sure if I, uh, I can do this. Um, and then we get to that second half, the if love is not enough line, which there's actually, that's what I said in the previous verse. That's what I said, oh, about, because um, for some reason, putting out the lantern, finding your own way back home in the first chorus ties to this one, even though it's not about that. But right. um, as uh, as Yuri explains in an interview with Kudamain, that line is, I don't want to use hate against people that hate. That's just going to fuel it. I refuse to turn into what those people are. And so if I can't defeat my enemies with love, I would just give up at that point. Luckily, it hasn't come to that. Love will always prevail, and I do believe that. That's a roundabout way of saying love will always overcome hate. I don't want to use the word that's in this sentence because I don't want to give that power. Um, it's the word for it's another word for overcome that also happens to share the same last name as our former president. Um, <laughs> boo. Uh, but yeah, love will always Yitch. overcome hate. Yeah. Huge moment. You um, have bigly negative feelings. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, so he says, love will over, always overcome hate. Um, apparently, this was the first line that Brennan wrote for the song before piecing together the rest of the lyrics. So that's kind of like... Interesting. Yeah. Which yeah. is probably why George it, Ryan Ross III couldn't understand it, because he wrote it backwards. Yeah, maybe. It's like a Japanese manga I wrote it left to, or, uh, right to left. It's like one of my <laughs> Japanese animes. <laughs> um but yeah so i mean it ties back into the same thing but it's just like if love can't overcome this then i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do anything else right. you're on your own i do like musically how he picks his pitch up really high for the word love yeah that's really that's really good 
And then it just kind of ends with the, with the harmonica and the which I like too. Yeah. Short song. Good song. I like this song. Oh, I guess it wasn't love. I had to listen to it real quick. It is the enough. It is the enough part. If oh, if love is not enough to put yeah. my knees asleep. Yeah, he does kind of the fluctuations pretty, pretty nicely. Pretty, um, on. pretty on. Uh, let's do this really quickly because we're this is a long episode. Um, it's a twofer. It's a twofer. Produced by Rob, written by written by Brennan, background vocals, all four, all three of the other boys, apparently, background vocals on this one. Mixing was Peter Cobbin, drum Spencer, keyboard Ryan, Brennan, and Rob, bass John, lead guitar Ryan, rhythm guitar Brennan, lead vocals Brendan. Um No interpolations. Yeah, no interpolations. This one is tag this one's tagged country, folk, pop, and folk. I think putting country there is really doing it dirty. Yeah, it's well, i I think it's a little like overly generous. It's not a country song. No. Country pop. Country pop. Catch bat. Hey, how this YouTube comment? Who agrees that if Panic started doing country slash folk music, they would actually listen to it? Okay. Uh, no, I'm good. No. good. I love how metal this is. Fucking so metal. If love Ooh. is not enough. <laughs> uh, I hate folk and country, but this song is still amazing. Panic can never do a bad song. That's a lie. Um, yeah, I, I've got one that says I may be biased, but it's sad that he went from writing songs like this to songs like High Hopes. Buddy, I just want you to realize that this is one of very few songs on this album. Don't go ahead and give him more credit than he deserves. This, Sorry, one of few solo Brendan Urie written songs. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I hate this song, but I love it so much. Like, if it comes on my playlist, I'll think about skipping it, but then I just smile and enjoy it ironically. What? Genius let me down, so I'm going to jump over to YouTube where I've instantly found this next song is called Folk and Around, and I want to see you tear this place apart. Uh, <laughs> what the fuck is up, Denny's? Uh, what the fuck is up? Uh, yes, that banjo, folk me up. Oh, folk me harder, daddy. That's an that's an all caps except for the first Y. Nice. So the, the Y is lowercase and the rest is all caps. Yes, that banjo, folk me up. Love it. Come on, guys. Stop folking around. There's only five minutes until the right end action happens. Uh, don't forget April Fool's 2019. Play this all day. Okay. That's, uh, that's very time okay, specific. I, I think this has to be the last one. Person. Ew. Panic at the Disco is so emo. Me. All caps. Okay, prance your little ass out of here. Dance some fancy fucking pirouettes or some shit and go smell the fucking roses. And I hope you're allergic to them. Fuck. Nice. So I'm I'm done reading comments now. That's too many. That's Love too it. much. <laughs> Love it. Love it. Um, but yeah, that's uh, Behind the Scene and Falcon Around. Uh, next time, we're going to talk about She Had the World, yeah. which I like. I like that song. I like it a little bit. I like it a little bit. Um, but until then, I guess this has been a podcast. Follow us on uh, all the social media places. You know? And then, you know, go go to iTunes where it seems like five stars actually matter because Spotify, they just kind of show up. They just kind of show up. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, maybe I should go look on uh, Apple Podcasts to see if uh, see if uh, to see if uh, to see if uh, to see if uh, <laughs> nope no new reviews whoops um. 
Go on Apple Podcasts and review the podcast. That's how. That's how we. We have um, the algorithms, algorithms to figure out where you listen. We have the algorithms. We can make it happen. Anyway, um, love you. Bye. Love you. Bye.